With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Good morning, folks. Welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on this Black Friday. Zach Cohen is here. Kelly Bidlin is not. He is working. Got to get this out early because we've got some early games to tend to in the association. It's actually a great sports day because we've got early NBA. We've got football and basketball in the college ranks all day. Uh, absolutely tremendous. So, Zach, uh, how was your non-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving? <laughs> It was good. We we ate Thanksgiving food like we just got it from a restaurant. No one really cooks in the family, so we all we all were heating things up in the microwave. That was our form of pep, of preparation. And watching football all day, right? Like that's part yep. of it too. Watching football, mostly bad games. <laughs> but yeah, that did yeah. that did stink. Um, <laughs> the only rooting interest I had that ultimately got there was um, for our bets giving contest. I went San Francisco Forty ers minus thirteen and a half on an alt line, so they. The 49ers, excuse me, the uh, Seahawks did make it interesting because they were driving with about four minutes left to potentially score a touchdown and make it a 10-point game, but stuffed them on a fourth down, and uh, the rest is history. So that was the only form of entertainment. The rest of these, I was like, geez, these suck. Even the even the Egg Bowl sucked. Like, it was like a 10-7 yeah. game for, for, like, ever. There was a good college basketball game with Arizona and Michigan State, and my in-laws are both uh, U of A alumni, so yep. that was fun. Yeah, it was funny. As my So my family's actually from Arizona, uh, my mom's side. And so like my uncle Ben was over and he was like, Hey, how about them Arizona Wildcats? I was like, yeah, they're pretty good in football, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's like one of the, you know, first time in a long time kind of thing for him. He's like, ah, oh, this is great. Can't stop talking about it. <laughs> um, all right. So with that, let's uh, take a look at the board. I would ask you, what'd you watch yesterday? But I just did, cause there was no yeah. NBA action on Thanksgiving. So <laughs> let's get started. We'll mention this in passing. Uh, this game is going to start at 1140 AM Pacific time. By the time this thing gets out, it'll probably be closer to 11, so not much shelf life to get some analysis on this. Uh, but you and I both um, have something on here. I took six with Orlando. I think you bet under the total here. I think they both kind of – they do kind of, I think, coincide with one another uh, in that I think if Orlando is going to be able to cover this game, potentially even win it, uh, it's going to be a low-scoring affair because I don't think they want to get in a shootout with Boston. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but do you factor in Thanksgiving at all when you're looking at these games? Like, I feel like they probably did something yesterday – so to have to play an early tip today is probably tough for both teams. And yeah, both are, you know, defensive minded teams to begin with. So I just think it'll be ugly. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I also think too, um, I do wonder if road teams the day after Thanksgiving are at a disadvantage. I mean, everybody has a day off yesterday. So what did you get like something in quick with your family and then have to mm -hmm. get together with the team and then get out of there? You know what you did on that, that day off. And especially for a team like Orlando, let me double check. Cause I had this in my notes today. Um, in the uh, write-up 
Yeah, this is the mid, this is the middle of a six game homestand. So like they've been home, they've been rested, they've been ready yep. to go. So I think it benefits Orlando in a lot of different ways. But, but by the way, thirty wins away from the forty plus alt uh, right. in total line. <laughs> hey, they're looking good. That was a good win. I know both you and I were on the same like wavelength there when it came to that Denver matchup. Um, and we don't talk about this prior, so like we have some similar thoughts, which are always yeah. pretty good. But that was a, that was a good win. They never really looked like they were going to give it up. They they were very comfortable because they're so good defensively, just throwing Goga Batadze on, on Nikola Jokic the whole time. And if he eats you up, he eats you up. That's fine because everybody else is going to stay true. Um, and I, I thought it was, a, it was a really good win for them. And they showed it too. Like they want to win these games. Like they absolutely do. Even if they're not in-season tournament games, they're excited to play. They're defending champs. They're excited to play the favorite of the Eastern Conference. A team which, by the way, they were 3-1 and one straight up, 4-0 against the spread against last year. They played them very tight. I, I think that um, they're up for these sort of games. Yeah, and I do think like Jalen Suggs is emerging as kind of like their third guy in that young core, which is really nice to see. I mean, he's just really, really fun to watch on both ends of the floor. Yes, that's actually nice to see too, because you know when you t- you're taking that high and you're expecting something and it doesn't entirely work out, and we I think we as a collective forget how young these kids are and development does happen. So uh, it is. I'm with you. It's good to see that happen. So that's down. It's five and a half with a total of two twenty uh, two twenty two and a half, pretty much everywhere else. So early morning start time. Can't wait to watch what that's going to happen again. 11.40 a.m. Pacific time. Next up, Phoenix Suns on the road against Memphis Grizzlies. So you and I got the uh, short end of the stick here. Love the NBA injury report nonsense. Um, both you and I laid seven and a half. And then right before we came on the air, the updated injury report, which is updated every hour. Ooh, Kevin Durant, foot soreness, questionable. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm sure that just totally popped up within the last hour, right? Not like last <laughs> night or this morning or anything like that. So I think, so we're on the short end of it when it comes to the number. I think as long as you get Devin Booker out there against the Memphis Grizzlies team that, uh, let's check the notes, went out and just signed Jalen Noel and Shaq Harrison via hardship waiver because they are so thin with injury, especially in that backcourt. I think we're still going to be in a position to potentially cover this. Just obviously not great to lay seven and a half when it's going to close maybe two points shorter. Yeah, and the way I'm looking at these Suns games with the way the in-season tournament works and the point differential being so important is like the number doesn't even matter to me. I'm thinking about you know kind of what they need to win by. I think Phoenix thinks that they have to win by 10 plus today because they're playing an earlier game than some of the other teams in the Western Conference that they're competing with for the wild card spot. So they can't afford to just see what the other teams are doing and just sit back. You know, they have to go out there, win by a lot to order in order to give themselves a shot. I mean, the Kings, the Pelicans, teams like that are the ones they're competing with they're playing tonight. So, so they need to put some pressure on them. Big one here. And let's tie this in. So I'll go, I'll skip down a little bit further because this does tie in. So currently, as it stands in the in-season tournament, Minnesota is in control of the wild card in the Western Conference. However, Minnesota clinches their group today with a win Mm -hmm. over the Sacramento Kings. So like us, uh, we are rooting for not only the Suns to win this game by margin, but to also win for the Timberwolves to win this game against Sacramento, because that would then place the Phoenix Suns in that wild card spot. Again, if they win, their point differential will improve. And the other part, so there's three games that tie into this. We'll talk about Denver and Houston as well. Uh, but that's like the big one. We, we mm-hmm. need essentially Minnesota to not be a wild card team. You want them to win that group. So I did. Let's tie this in too. Do you have anything else on, on Phoenix, Memphis before we move on? Because I no, think the other I mean, thing too was – go ahead. I, I think I was going to say the same thing as you. Is the tie-in with the Clippers-Pelicans, is that, is that what it no, is? No, well, I was going to mention Desmond Bain is questionable. Okay, so we don't, okay. We don't know if he's going to play or not. But what's the tie-in with the Pelicans and the Clippers? I think that the – I. If I could be completely wrong, I think that the Pelicans were also competing for the wild card. They are, but they can also – let me pull up this tweet because uh, this will be better for us uh, instead yeah. of just, uh, just talking. I believe the Pelicans can also clinch their group today. Uh, yeah. 
Yes, um, with a victory over the uh, over the Clippers. So that is something yeah. we'd also like to happen. Uh, let's see. All right, so Timberwolves can clinch Group West uh, West Group C and advance to the knockout round with a win today. Uh, as you mentioned, the Pelicans can clinch West Group B and advance to the knockout round with a win and a Houston loss. So if Houston loses, then they're playing the Nuggets. Uh, then, of course, the Pelicans win. They move on to clinch because that's better for the Suns, right? We want these teams to clinch because we want fewer – um, yeah. wild card comp- uh, competition when it comes to the in-season tournament standing. As it stands right now for the wild card, the uh, Phoenix Suns are fifth. Remember, the wild card is just the fourth seed, but they got a plus 13 point differential. Nuggets are right behind them at plus nine. So, of course, the Denver-Houston matchup today is very important because we don't want the Denver Nuggets to win by a wide margin. Um, that would, of course, mean that the point differential is going to be a little shaky there. But that's how it currently stands. So Pelicans to clinch would help out there because, again, that just eliminates a wild card competition uh, angle. And um, the Timberwolves to clinch would help as well because, in theory, the Kings would then fall to 2-1. and one, But if they lose that game, their point differential will worsen from plus 16. If the Suns win, as we expect, uh, you would be ahead of the Sacramento Kings in that regard. And the Kings would have the Golden State Warriors left in group play. Yep. And like, I will say like the sun's weakness is on the defensive end of the floor. Like yeah. it's not even close. So I don't think that they'll be too worried about getting stops against the Grizzlies. It's just a matter of how the offense looks if Durant doesn't play, but with Booker in the lineup, the last four games, they're playing at the pace of a, you know, a top team in the league offensively. So I think it's a, it's a good matchup. Hopefully Durant ends up. Yes. I don't, think, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird that he just pops up like that, like two hours before the game or three hours before the game. Um, it's never really great when that happens. So, especially because I, I think he knows. I think he knows the importance of this, and he's a guy that he's a he's a quote unquote hooper. So I think that he <laughs> would not want to miss this. Yep. Uh, also worth pointing out here because I know we do uh, player prop angles and whatnot. But again, I will continue to say uh, Devin Booker this season. Uh, let's go with uh, let's see. So dating back to the season de- debut, he's still averaging just over nine assists per game. Had ten assists the other night against the Golden State Warriors. Only six against Portland. Uh, but he is consistently going over this assist prop um, that has been hung up for him. And today, where we still at seven and a half for Devin Booker? Uh, oddly enough, only uh, only Kevin Durant is the player listed for assists today. <laughs> the guy who's questionable. Nobody else is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Maybe we'll tough. get that thing up there. But just worth looking at. I still think seven and a half is playable uh, to the over. Outside of like minus 175 to the over. You know, within range of the, the general price that you see on overs for that. Okay, so we tied in. I, let's tie in really quickly since we're here. Um, Sacramento and Minnesota, as I said, we'll skip ahead. So I laid four here with Minnesota, Zach. And uh, the total, Zach, DraftKings opened up pretty low here. Opened up 220, up to 229.5. The number's gone from 3.5 to 4 across the board. And uh, I don't know if you – I haven't been on with you guys. I didn't go on Wednesday. But this week, it has been – it's just gone up this way. The doubleheader in New Orleans bet the Pelicans each of those games money line against the Sacramento Kings – the market, it was weird. The market made them like solid road favorites. We're talking like two and a half at both of those games against New Orleans, which is not something I really understood. Like you got that the Kings were not playing, or excuse me, the Pelicans weren't playing the best basketball, but it's not like Sacramento's that highly rated. And now you're on the road here. Do you think, does this matter? You tell me. The Kings are in the midst of this uh, road trip. This is brutal. They're playing their fifth game in eight days. They just finished the back-to-back in New Orleans, get Thanksgiving off. Now they got to finish the six-game road trip with one of the strongest home teams in the NBA. Timberwolves are 7-0 straight up in ATS. And I just think, like, when you're looking at 3.5-4, 
I just think that there's more of like a point, point and a half differential between Sacramento and Minnesota. So if I'm getting the best home team against a team that's playing their fifth game in eight days off of a day off on a brutal road trip, I think Minnesota's in a pretty good spot here uh, to take them on. And a Minnesota team, too, that's been playing at home uh, for a good time as well. Yeah, and you're also starting to see some of the defensive regression from Sacramento. They were like 25th last year, I believe, in defensive rating or whatever it was, bottom 10. They were t- they were top 12 this year before these New Orleans head-to-head. So I think that they're starting to slip now. They're down at 18th, and I do think they'll probably continue to slide a little bit more. So matchups like these are tough ones, especially because you know Minnesota is such a good team defensively. They should have an answer for Sacramento, and they should be able to score on them because I don't think the yep. Kings are very good defensively. The other angle here to watch, and maybe you want to play this from like a DeMontis Sabonis rebound standpoint, whatever it is. Um, but Sabonis has kind of been getting a little lucky because they have not played any real centers up to this point. And uh, the last two games against Jonas Valanciunas, I don't think it's a coincidence that Sacramento got crushed on the boards. Like they, like they, Sabonis was not as effective as he usually is. And you saw them out rebound them by a wide margin in both games. And now with this front court, I think that's going to be the exact same thing here. So, uh, just something to note here. I think it's a really good matchup up front uh, for these teams. And I think when you're playing teams with true dominant centers, like Rudy Gobert, Jonas Valanciunas, I think Sacramento is going to be a team to look to play against them because I just don't know if Sabonis has the physical, like physicality to deal with some of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this is also a game where I played it last week, Gobert over two and a half blocks and steals. I played it plus 105 on, on Wednesday and it, and it cashed. Uh, it's plus 130 tonight, and I like that a lot because he's going to be, again, in the action a lot because Sabonis is a hub for the Kings. So I think that, you know, the more he's around the ball, the more of a chance he has of racking up blocks and steals. So plus 130 is a really good number for that. Yep. All right, let's uh, take a quick break here. On the other side, uh, we'll resume running through the rotation. Chicago Bulls, Toronto Raptors is up next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So what do we do with Toronto here, Zach? Four was the opening number with a total of 218.5. We're up to five, five and a half for the total of 217. 
Uh, this is a game that I kind of played with a bit. Uh, my thought was actually Bulls team total under 105 and a half. What was the listed number? I, I just, I don't think much of Chicago offensively. I don't think there's really any reason to. Uh, right now, a team that is currently, what are we talking about now for Chicago? Bottom 10 right now in offensive efficiency, if I'm correct, right? Let's see. Yep. And I think uh, yep, 27th of- in offensive efficiency in Toronto. Still a very effective defensive team. They've, they've got actually into a couple of high-scoring affairs, but still right around the fringes of like the top 12 for defensive efficiency. A lot of it has to do with the, the pace that they play at. And as we're talking, this is getting up to six. Or no, excuse me, I'm looking at a different game. So this is still five, five and a half. Uh, what were your thoughts, if any, here for Chicago and Toronto? Yeah, I didn't play anything. Like I was thinking, I had a lean like on the Raptors. I think the Bulls have lost, you know, nine of their last 12. Uh, they're one and four against the spread in their last five. Yep. It seems like Levine is on the wrong side of questionable. He popped up on yep. the injury report and with a few different things like illness and soreness. Um, I would tend <laughs> to believe he's not going to play because they do have to kind of protect their trade asset in a way. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's like a really bad offensive team to begin with. You lose Levine, who's a really good scorer. It's just not a good recipe for success against a team that's really good defensively. Yep, it's a great call. Thank you for bringing that up too uh, with Zach Levine because if he's not going to be out there, I mean, he is like their best offensive creator at this point. You know, yep. DeMar DeRozan just kind of dribbles into those contested mid-range jumpers and it's always really giving you. Levine on a, on a team that doesn't shoot very much and shoot very well uh, is the only one that's willing to kind of take shots uh, from beyond the arc with some sort of consistency. So it just doesn't really – doesn't look like a very good spot here for the Chicago Bulls uh, overall. Second road game for them too. I mean, what do these teams do? Have you have you looked this up? Like teams like Sacramento in the midst of a road trip, do they go back home and then go back and like like then head out to where are they at today, Minnesota? I think you stay on the road, right? I think you stay on the road. Yeah, especially, so. yeah, especially with these back-to-backs in the same cities. I'm guessing they just stay there and get comfortable. A little bummer, bit. bummer. <laughs> See, you just don't get to spend the uh, the holidays with the family, huh? <laughs> Actually, it might be a positive for some of these folks. Who knows? I love my family. Though. Uh, all right, next up, Miami Heat, New York Knicks. We're looking at five and a half in some spots. As I when I said this number is getting to six, I was looking, I was distracted by this Knicks number. This is starting to get to six with a total of two twelve as we speak. Uh, injury report is going to be the key here. For the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo is questionable. Duncan Robinson is questionable. And then you've got uh, quite a few guys that are already out, including, as we know, Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, and others. So this doesn't really seem like the best spot here for Miami. The Knicks, though, I'm not sure, man. Like, we talked about this the other day when we went head-to-head with Minnesota and New York. And it's just, I think the Knicks are a perfect team to beat up on the teams that they should but I'm not sure if with a game with a total like 211 and a half to ask the Knicks to win by margin, as long as Butler's going to be out there. I, I don't know if I, I really would trust this number to lay that here with the New York Knicks. Yeah, I'm having a hard time trusting the Knicks after that game against the Timberwolves. I do think that they're going to have trouble against elite teams. I'm starting to come around to Miami, too. They've won nine of their last ten, playing really well on both ends of the floor. Um, I kind of battled with myself on this one and ended up laying off because my head said – you know, this is too many points for the Heat to be getting. But at the same time, you know, the Knicks have, haven't played a game in four days, should be really well rested, uh, and like just have added a lot of time to prepare for this specific matchup. So I don't know. Yep. Maybe that's why you're seeing the line moving the way it is. And that's something we talked about right on Tuesday, which was, yep. hey, circle this game against New York because they're going to get about three or four days off and they're going to be home and be able to get ready uh, for this matchup against Miami. So. And rest does, not even just rest, but time to get ready. Because you're talking about practice time. You're talking about all sorts of things that you can do as a team in the days leading up to it. And practice time is very rare. And this is a team that, of course, they've been together for a little bit. But when you can implement stuff, when you can get ready for a team, I think that does help. And you might see a pretty successful effort here from New York. 
Uh, okay, I did not get to go on with you guys on Wednesday. What was the reaction to the 300-pointer from Indiana and Atlanta, and can we keep this up here against Detroit? Indiana's a 7.5-point favorite with a total of 243.5. That's a big move on both regards. How about this? DraftKings opened the total at 249.5 and the side at 9.5. So a seven or excuse me, a six-point move to the under and a two-point move to the Detroit Pistons. Um, I compared it to that Rams-Chiefs regular season NFL game that I think I did like 54-51. Yeah. It was just like awesome Hollywood-style offense. I, I thought it was really fun to watch. At the same time, like I don't think it's something that we can just expect every night. No. Uh, this seems a little high, especially against the Pistons, who just I don't think they're going to be able to keep up in that type of game. So if I were them, I'd be doing what I can to bleed the 24 seconds and just not let the Pacers get out in transition. Um, and I do think they compete hard on the defensive end, even though they aren't very good defensively, Detroit. So I don't know, like that, that seems like a lot of points to me. Yeah. And Detroit is, I'm looking at some of the pace numbers. They, they are playing a little bit quicker this year. They are 11th in pace. And like one of the things, it, like I was toying with the idea of playing the Toronto Indiana game under right. The follow-up mm -hmm. to that Atlanta matchup. Um, uh, but ultimately didn't. Cause I was like, you know what? Toronto is going to be willing to run. Like they run actually yeah. quite a bit for a team that struggles on defense on offense. And sure enough, that game went over. I think that was what? 140 to something, uh, 132 to 131. Um, so that game went over, but this is, I mean, at some point, dude, we're talking about what? One, two, three, four, I don't know what it would be, 12 straight overs at this point right now. And of course, 13 and one to the over. And these totals are closing for Indiana. 241, 247, 236, 240 and a half, 243. Like this is, there's got to be a point where this thing goes under. But dude, this is insane. I can't get over this. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And by the way, I got to say it because we don't have the Hawks on tonight. So it was it was classic Atlanta that they lost that game to the Pacers and then they somehow win an overtime game against the Nets the next night, like where you think they'd be tired and probably lose in the end. Like they're just there's just no rhyme or reason with with Atlanta this season. I there's no rhyme or reason. Them. And were they not up by like twenty something at halftime or something near that? Were they up by? 15? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Great team. Great team. I'm glad we've. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we decided to back them. I'm glad yeah. that. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. Like at some point it becomes personal, but I can I can rant about the Hawks. Um, <laughs> I think a little bit later. All right, let's fit in one more uh, before we take a, another break, and then we'll get to uh, our last view and wrap up maybe with some some thoughts about the, what, what we're looking forward to. Denver Nuggets on the road against the Houston Rockets. We're looking at three right now with a total of 214 and a half, somewhere about there. Uh, open up two and a half with a total of 213. So watch Denver um, in detail against the Magic the other night, as did you. And one of my questions here for you is, how much are we buying into the recent struggles for the Denver Nuggets? They have not covered, um, what, six straight now? Or is it seven straight? No, it's seven straight games now. Since they've lost Jamal Murray, it does coincide with this uh, run of failed covers. I think the market's just kind of been slow on the uptick of like, all right, there's not the same team. Like, there's not as much offensive creation. It's kind of Jokic on his own. And this is what one of the reasons why I'd actually bet this team under Zach was they're, I think their top five is the best in the NBA. But once you dip into that and once you have to start to bring guys up farther into the rotation because of injury, then you're going to start to see the shortcomings of this roster. And I think we're starting to see it on offense without Jamal Murray out there. So until Murray comes back, because he is still out today, right? I want to double check. Uh, yes. So. And I wanted to double check that because they did mention that he could be back on this road trip. Um, what do we do with this? Like, do we continue to play against the Denver Nuggets here? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'd say for tonight is that I do think that – did you mention that they're they have a chance to make the in-season tournament with a win tonight? So Yes. That, that, I think this is a big game for them. 
Um, as, as far as like long-term outlook goes, like I'm not too worried about them because like, like with Murray, I think they're fine. And I also think that these stretches that are bad in the short term can end up being good in the long term because you're getting guys like Brown and Strother big minutes and just getting them a little bit more comfortable. Like you need those guys come playoff time. So I don't know, like I'm, I'm not too worried about them. Like it's never nice to see a team that you like you're high on losing a lot of games, but uh, yeah, I think these things help them when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the goal here. Here, let me ask you mentally reigning champs. They've talked openly about, Hey, we want more than just one. Obviously I think they all do. Do you care about a game like today? Like do, you mentioned the ability to get in. Does this really get the juices flowing after you won a championship? I think you care, but I don't think you care more than Houston, who I think looks at it as, as an opportunity to make a statement. Houston has covered, and I think, 10 straight games. Like this team is awesome and like tenacious. They play hard every night. Even on that road trip where they lost three straight in, you know, in California, they competed every single game. They had a chance to win all of them. Uh, I think that this is a really hungry squad, and I think that they'll want to get this uh, this win more than Denver. Yeah, Nuggets can clinch West Group B, advance to the knockout round with a win and a Pelicans loss tonight. So that is the scenario that they are facing uh, at this point. Um, yeah, they uh, and we get to see what baby uh, baby Jokic versus actual yeah. Jokic, Alperin Shengun uh, taking on Nikola Jokic and uh, the Denver Nuggets. So this will be good, and I think too somewhat similar to what we talked about with Orlando, at least part of my thinking in that game, which was. You've got somebody who you feel like you can just throw at Jokic one-on-one, right? And you don't think he's going to shut him down, but you're just like, just go have at it, right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody else, we're good enough defensively where you're just not going to get yours. Reggie Jackson, sorry, we've got a guard to put on you, right? Uh, Michael Porter Jr., sorry, we've got, a, we've got a wing to put on you, like all sorts of stuff. I think Houston's going to be comfortable kind of staying at home everywhere else and just letting Jokic cook, kind of what Orlando did to him. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people will look at that and they'll see the box score and see Jokic had 40 or something and they'll be like, oh, like they didn't guard him well. But like that's exactly what they want to happen. So, yeah, I think they're going to be fine with leaving them on an island and guarding the other guys. Yep. All right, let's take a break. We've got a couple more games to clean up here. So last three we'll discuss, including are the Milwaukee Bucks starting to figure things out? Oh, wait, no, they lost to the Boston Celtics in a game that uh, really didn't get that, uh, only got close because of a late collapse. We'll talk about that more when we return. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
All right, last three games, Zach. Washington Wizards on the road against the Milwaukee Bucks. 13, the number here. Totals 246.5, a one-point bump to the over. So what would you make of Milwaukee's loss uh, to Boston? I, I think, um, you know, somebody came into this thinking, hey, big picture, I, I think that Milwaukee's uh, rates out as the slightly better team. Like, I think before the season started, they had them as like about a point, point and a half better. It uh, doesn't really look great for Milwaukee, man. And the sample size is starting to grow. And here, I will just say this yet again. You get Giannis Antetokounmpo openly arguing, openly arguing with Adrian Griffin and kind of just flat out like disrespecting him. Like he wanted to take him out. He told him no. He sat there in the scorer's table for like what, one possession or whatever. It was back into the next stoppage. It just, the vibes aren't great. The defense isn't great. It doesn't really look fantastic for the Milwaukee Bucks at this point. Again, yeah, uh, Griffin moved near the top of the odds board in next coach fired um, odds. So oh it, it is getting a little ugly there. Um, I liked Boston a little more than Milwaukee to start the season, uh, mostly because I was a little nervous about the Bucks defense. I think that we are seeing some of those struggles come to play, especially in this matchup. So that was kind of what I expected. I do think Milwaukee will probably get better on that end of the floor as the season goes on, but we've kind of been talking about their defensive struggles all year. And like, while it's been a little bit better lately, it's still probably not to the point that you can win a championship with it. So I don't know. Like, I have concerns about them and I think Boston just looks great. Even, even in a night where, you know, holiday couldn't hit a shot, they still ended up winning pretty comfortably. Yeah. I, um, do we do anything here? Like, do you think Washington can stay inside of this number? Like I, I, I brought this up to you before. There are times when I, I think I look at Washington and I go, man, they're, they're good enough to stay inside of that number, right? Like, that's a big enough number against a bad enough defensive team. And then you, you just get disappointed almost every single time. Now, they did cover against Charlotte the other night, which is a solid. Now, I will say, if Miles Bridges hits both of his free throws near the end of that game, they're at least to get a push, but whatever. Um, but is there any shot? I mean, we're starting to see the market actually come down to 12 in a couple of spots. Do you think that they can stay inside? And actually, no, that's an off number. I was going to say, I'm seeing a 10 and a half pop up. So maybe some injury stuff here, but that's 10 and a half minus 157. So start to see 12s pop up. Can you, can you get yourself into Washington today? I don't think so. I mean, it's so many points that it's tempting, but I don't know. Like, I feel like this is the type of matchup that might make the Bucks defense look solid. Yeah. And I don't think Washington's going to be able to cover Milwaukee at all. So I don't know. Like I could see this turning into a, like just a huge blow. Like I'm not willing to take it. I just don't like laying 13, but. Yeah, it's it's hard to really get behind Wizards right now. Yep, uh, and uh, if you're looking at it too, I mean, if there was any motivation for Milwaukee, uh, I would think that maybe there is like a hey, let's stay on, let's let's get a win by margin, right? And yep. let's get this thing done. Let's have some good feelings here. And by the way, that is not a fluke. Uh, Circa just popped up at ten and a half here in this game. So, Man. oh, well, hold on, it's nine thirty-two our time. So, uh, injury <laughs> report just got updated. So let's see who popped up on the injury report. See, okay, click on my hot link here, 1230. Okay, scroll down and you want to guess? Guess who who popped up on the injury report? Yep, it happened, of course. So this is what I was going to bring up and it happened perfectly and somebody tweeted me in. Guess what happened? Did you see who was on the injury report this morning before? I didn't. I, I didn't mark anything down for this game in terms of key injuries. Giannis Antetokounmpo was listed as? Probable. Of course he was. <laughs> and then guess who just got downgraded from probable to questionable? Yep. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. So as somebody tweeted a shout out, uh, I can't remember who it was, but shout out, you know who you are. Shout out to you who tweeted me this morning and said Giannis is listed as probable, so that, no, so that means he's not going to play today, right? Um, exactly the same thing we see from the Bucks all the freaking time. How about that? They need to figure this thing out. It's, it's a mess. 
They know what they're doing. They know yeah. exactly that's the thing. <laughs> they have it figured out. They have done this forever. They play these games with these injury designations all the freaking time. And I'll bet you what, probable to questionable probably means that he's going to play. Like it, it's, it, <laughs> dude, it happens all the time. The Bucks do it all the time. It's absolutely infuriating. So if you're listening to this now, Giannis is probable, uh, down to questionable. Now we're down to about 11, uh, pretty much everywhere as we're looking right now. So then I'll ask this question. If he doesn't play, Damian Lillard is still capable of leading this Bucks team to a win without him, right? Like, do you think they can cover 11 without Giannis? I would rather have the points without Giannis just because of his importance yeah. on both ends of the floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, so we're starting to see the total drop. I've made this case in the past where, I mean, we're sitting at 244 right now with this total. You can make the case that Giannis, without Giannis, even though he's such a big scorer, you can make a case for the over, considering how much, how much he's worth defensively. Yep, it probably turns into more of a floor spacing game and the, with the, yep. with, the Milwaukee, with Milwaukee just gunning threes. So I yep. think that the over is probably a better chance of hitting with him out. All right, I know you got something here. San Antonio Spurs on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Warriors, a 10-point uh, 10 favorite across the board, total from 233.5 to 234.5. Uh, what do you make of this matchup? First, before we get to your player prop, because I know you've got one, uh, what do you make of this overall? Does uh, – does Golden State come into this thing? Because uh, they have not been good. They're only 5-10-1 against the spread. They have failed to cover uh, each of their last six games. They got a push, I think, against Minnesota if it fell right on that number of three. I got two, but that was like two and a half. So uh, I think that most places were grading that as a loss for the Warriors. So no cover since November 8th. That was at home, or excuse me, on the road against the Denver Nuggets. Can they get something done here? They're also on quite a run to the over. Um, I would think that maybe against San Antonio, if that happens again, Spurs have been a very strong over team because they don't play much defense despite having Victor Wembanyama. What do you make of this matchup here? Yeah, I think this will be a high-scoring game, which kind of ties into the player prop that I took. Yeah. But I would rather have the points in this game as well. I just don't really think you can trust Golden State to win by more than 10 without Green. It's, the defense is just so bad. Yeah. I don't think that the Spurs you know, are, are this bad. <laughs> they, they have talent on the roster. So I think that... This could be a closer game than expected. And just to get to it, I do I do go back to our Andrew Wiggins over one and a half threes, plus do 135. Uh, he's hit it actually in two of the last three games. So as bad as the season has been, I think he's starting to find a little confidence. And the Spurs are giving up more threes per game than all but two teams in the league. So I do think there are going to be looks for Wiggins in this game, and I think he'll start to hit them soon. I mean – I was looking at his numbers for his career. He's hit at least two threes per game in each of the last four seasons. Now he's down to like 0.5, not taking him. So something's got to give. Like I, I know it's like it could be like a yip situation, but I, I do think that he's been shooting a, a little better. So I think he'll, he'll, he'll go over tonight. Yeah, I know yips has like a really negative connotation to it. The thing for me is like what gets me is, you know, going back to that game that we bet him, I think it was at the, was that the Thunder game. I think it was the Thunder game. Um, he's not even taking open shots, yeah, right? Like he's passing them up to dribble in or do whatever. So kind of speaking to the yips, like it does seem that there is a lack of confidence in the shot as well. Like there are some open windows where you're like, bro, pull the trigger. And yep. Even if you miss, just do it, but he won't do it. Yeah, not taking it is the bigger problem. So that's right. what I'm a little bit worried about. But he did go, I think he went five for eight from three a few nights ago. So maybe it's starting to open up a little bit for him. Yeah, five for eight from three against the Thunder on Saturday. Two for three against Houston the game after that, then over three against Phoenix the other night. Still, though, like only three is kind of crazy. It, it's bad. <laughs> it is kind of crazy. Uh, all right. Last game on the board New Orleans Pelicans on the road against the Los Angeles Clippers. Total is 226. 
Number is five. Actually leaned really heavily to the over here. This open 223 and a half at DraftKings and got that up those three points. Uh, I, I do think that the Pelicans in years past have shown uh, that they do have an answer for the Clippers. Clippers do try to play a little bit bigger, uh, but I think the Pelicans are more used to that. These have been some high-scoring affairs in the past, and we do know that Mason Plumlee's still out, so you're still a little thin at the center position. So this could be one where the Pelicans, who are starting to feel themselves, man. They're, they're starting to cover games. I think it's four out of their last five now that they have covered, playing some pretty solid basketball, could come in in a high-scoring affair. But speaking of feeling themselves, Clippers have won three straight since Russell Westbrook went to the bench. Uh, the rotation is just a little bit better. The spacing's a little bit better. Just everything makes more sense for this team. I think they're starting to find their stride. Kind of like what I talked about. Everybody laughed to, at me because I'm the Clippers fan. I was like, relax. Like, yes, they're starting out 0-5. Like, they'll figure things out. Everything's fine. And it seems to be heading in that direction. So I didn't bet anything here, but strong lean to the over was the only thing that I had. Yeah, I had a lean on the Clippers just because, like, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I was never really worried about them to begin with. I just think that that talent, like, it does fit together, not with not including Westbrook. Like, I do think that the big three do fit together nicely. So, I think they've been playing pretty well since they moved Westbrook to the bench. And this is also, you know, first road game in six games for the Pelicans, which is never easy. And I don't know, like, they just came off two home games in a row against Sacramento kind of got used to playing that team. It's going to be completely different going up against Los Angeles. So I don't know. I think, I, I think I'll play the points. Agreed. Agreed. Look at that. Zach, you know what I would say? Stock up. For you, <laughs> for sure. Uh, we're going to get our soundboard figured out. I've got a lot of ideas. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it for the day. We're all done. Recap. What do you got for the day today? I have Suns minus seven and a half, which I <laughs> kind of wish too. I did it. Yep. Under, under 222 and a half in Magic Celtics. And Wiggins over one and a half threes against the Spurs. All right. Uh, for me, took six with the Orlando Magic. Uh, laid that seven and a half, as Zach mentioned, with the Phoenix Suns. And then laid four with the Minnesota Timberwolves at home against the Sacramento Kings. Big day. Need Big the day. Suns to win and win by margin. Definitely need the Minnesota Timberwolves to win. And uh, win by a good margin would be nice, too, because I don't really care about them. But to cut down to that Sacramento Kings point differential would be a very good thing for a team like the Phoenix Suns. Everything's going right. Hey, did you – I can't remember. I, I think I've asked you this like seven times. Did you actually bet the Suns to win the in-season tournament or no? No, I didn't take that. I wish I did. Why do I keep saying <laughs> us? I guess because they're Because Kelly, team. I think, took it. Oh, uh, okay. That's probably yeah. – yeah. All right. Well, then either well, way, it is your team, right? So yeah. we're still rooting for something there. Uh, but it's down to 16-1 to 1 too, by the way. So at least got the best of the number. Good CLV. I'm going to cash out now. Uh, <laughs> all right, Zach. Uh, very good talking to you. Have a happy – are you going to go shopping today? What do you do today? You know, we actually want to go look at cars. We have not been happy with ours, so we're going to go okay. check them out. Yeah. All right. Big Black Friday for you then. Yeah, All right. Hopefully yeah. you get something done here, huh? We'll get suckered um, into buying something from those I, those vultures. That's right. I think we're going <laughs> to um, um, Dick's Sporting Goods. I think my wife wants some clothes. So My wife does not let me go there because it's like my, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I can spend oh, yeah. like two hours in there. Well, before Halloween, I was actually going to go. I was going to go as Deion Sanders as one of the shows. Um, and I was going to buy like a Colorado hoodie and a Colorado fitted yeah. and all that stuff. But that was going to be like 130 bucks. And I was like, that's not worth it. That's, that's I was confused by that. They have a whole Colorado section in our Arizona one, too. Is there, does he have a, like a licensing deal with them or something? I, I, I mean, maybe. Or it's just a hot, it's a hot ticket item. Yeah. Or maybe it was at the beginning. I would love to see the sales as compared to the beginning of the year, right? Up until now. Because it's not yeah. great. Uh, man. All right. I got to go watch this terrible football game. Iowa just went down in their first drive. I bet a money line. They went down in their first drive and then missed a field goal from like the three. So this is, uh, I have Nebraska minus two. 
Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, head to head. Here we go. Head to head in the college football. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Bet's giving. It makes the worst yeah. of us. Uh, all right. Uh, for Zach, remember, make sure that betting on X and everything else on the website of Eason.com. He writes up there, as do I. Uh, very great write ups from not only just us, but all of our crew. And make sure you check out the Vison Black Friday special. Uh, Black Friday special gets you everything we do for 60 bucks all the way through to May 1st. So that's a really good deal. 60 bucks. That's 10 bucks a month, essentially, for everything we do. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I don't think I've ever seen it lower than like 120. Yeah, see, there you go. Company man. <laughs> I've never seen it lower than 170. See, there you go. It's a great deal. Uh, all right. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Check out Bet's Giving as well. It's a lot of fun. Actually, we do have to close on that. I'll just say, some of our wonderful teammates here at the Vegas Stats and Information Network, I got three letters for you. C-H-I-L-L. Chill. All right? <laughs> Some of you guys, and I was already making fun of Dustin to his face. We're talking about like 40 plays, 50, 60 plays deep here and just firing away like, bro, chill out. All right. I think I've made, I've made like 25. Yeah, you're, I think you're okay though. Like, you know, you're, you're still, you're getting up there, but you're okay. But like, as, as we mentioned with Kelly and some of it just has to do with people because they're, you know, their bankrolls in flux right now and the. Man, I made three plays. I was in first place by the end, like this morning, you know, <laughs> if, like, I, if I made less, out. I would have been in first. Yeah. I should be going with a less is more approach. Well, that's because my approach has just been, as we talked about, right? Just the alt lines and underdogs, things like that. And yeah. it worked out so far up to this point. So okay. if I win, just got to say, I just want one of us to win. You, Kelly, yeah. myself. If it's a, Har- it's a Harvard Handicappers Championship, that's how I consider it. Yep. Uh, this Harbor Handicappers or vcin.com. Uh, someone right. contributes heavily to the site. Let's get that. Yes. Let's get that done. <laughs> yes. The dot com boys. Let's do that. All right. Uh, all right, Zach. Have a good weekend. Good luck with the car. And we will talk to our wonderful audience on Monday here on Harbor Handicappers. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.